Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. B1039's Tapping In with Gary Spivey. Want to connect with someone who's passed on? Call up at 239-765-1039. We now return live to B1039's Tapping In with Gary Spivey, the host of Tapping In, Big Mama. All right, we're here, ready to do it. Psychic Tuesday, tapping in with world-renowned psychic medium, Psychic Gary Spivey, who will be joining me this weekend at the AMAs. Gary, I'm real excited about this weekend. I, I can't lie. Yeah, me too. Let me ask you a question. Now, have you ever, you know, a lot of people are all about psychics, and there's some people that, you know, get nervous around psychics. Right. Celebrities, for the most part, seem to be people that are really into psychics. Is that the well, truth? Uh, definitely, absolutely. You know, you know, for me, you know, I lived in Beverly Hills for years, and so I have a lot of friends that are celebrities and, and you know, good buddies and things. And, and uh, well, one reason, see, being a celebrity is really a terrible uh, job. <laughs> and so it, as jobs go, you know, everybody thinks it's glamorous and wonderful, but they really go through a lot. They have, you know, something, you know, that sort of a, a job that beats them to death, and they never know when they're going to get fired, you see. And so uh, celebrities are very insecure for the most part, and so they love psychics. And so they're always wondering about, you know, am I going to get the next part? Will I have the next hit song? Uh, will I get the next movie? Is that my last movie I'll ever have? Most really famous actors or actresses I've read uh, in the past really freak out because they think the last movie they did is the last movie they'll ever do. And so it's really weird, you know. And so, yeah, they love psychics most of the time. Now... When you shake somebody's hand, I, I always wondered, and I don't know if I've even asked you this question before, if you shake a random person's hand, can you immediately read into their lives? Uh, if I try. And and so, yes, uh, I don't have to, I don't even have to shake their hand. They can be on the other side of the earth and it wouldn't matter for me because uh, I can just tap into vibes like that. But, um, you know, sometimes you'll pick up things a little stronger. You know, if you if you are, you know, meeting people or shaking hands with people, uh, you may get a bigger sense of their angels, what's around them. Um, do they have a lot of angels? Do they have a lot of demons? Uh, so you can pick up things. And so uh, it, it'll be really interesting because as we, you know, we're going to be interviewing and talking to lots of celebrities right yes tons of them and so with these guys uh you know you'll you'll get to see some inside scoop that usually you never get and so they're because they most of the time they can't resist really asking their real questions to a real psychic and so some inside things all right now now let me ask you one more question how about how about if you shake one of these celebrities hands and you get like a, a deep dark secret like if you shook bill cosby's hand and uh, and you find out like you know he's been accused of like fifteen different women sexually assaulting fifteen different women. I mean, have you ever shook somebody's hand and read something and been like, "Ooh, I got to get away from this person." Well, you know, yeah, I've read people in private readings before, and um, you know, I would see that they had murdered people. 
Oh, wow. So that's pretty strong. Um, I, you know, and, and of course, I just, uh, you know, what do you say? You just, you know. You just, you just got to roll on like, you know, don't, 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 over it, I don't yeah. want to be next. You know, I don't want to be next. I got you. Right. All right. Yeah, well, let's... I, I read one time I read a serial rapist that was raping women at night point and it hurt a lot of people. And uh, it was this big kind of crazy, scandalous case. It was in Florida. And he would come to me for readings and he actually would send me his next victim. And so... Uh, for a reading, he was he was going through, and actually, he, got, he owned a big company, and he was raping, you know, a lot of the you know beautiful young girls that worked at his company, and uh, and other people too. And um, he he's really the only person that I remember reading crazy things like that. And then I actually did call the police with him, and so because I said this guy's your guy, and he was, and he and then he later said I wanted to get caught. Thank you for helping me. Wow, hmm, weird. Right. All right, let's take some phone calls. I got uh, Vicky from Fort Myers who is selling a horse. Vicky, you're on the air with Gary Spivey. What's your question? We are trying to sell a um, horse, and my question is if he will sell soon and if he will sell in-state or out-of-state. Nay! <laughs> Let me see. What kind of horse is he? He's an appendix, a uh, barrel and pole horse. Uh, I think you may have three people. That, it's almost like you have nobody that wants him and then three people who want him. And so uh, he's really good, right? Yes, he is. So I, I see you selling him three times over. And so it's just going to be, um, I, I think you're going to advertise or let people know in a different way or, or something. And when you okay. do, uh, it looks like that uh, you actually have three different people that want to buy him at the same time. So I don't see an issue. Uh, two people are in state. One person's in, well, it seems like Kentucky or Tennessee or somewhere up in there. And so Alabama. It could be, yeah, like yeehaw, okay. <laughs> you know, Alabama yeehaw. That, uh, I could tell it was like a Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama yeehaw okay. state, right? Yes. And so yes. I'm from North Carolina. Who am I to talk? Go ahead, Carly. You're on the air, with Gary Spivey. What's your question? Hi, Gary. Uh, my name's Carla. Uh, I've always suffered from depression and anxiety. But since we moved to this new house, I've had this negative energy, and now my 14-year-old is uh, suffering also from depression, and he says that he also feels this negative something that doesn't want us there at our house. I I hear that that's a trick, and so I don't really think it has anything to do with the house. Uh, I think it has to do with... with, uh, you, uh, different energies around you, and so your your child is empathing you. So if you you know you can have uh, dark energies, depression. Um, are you a typical person that worries a lot? Yes, and I dwell on things. Yeah, well, you're just you're, you're. This is contagious. I mean, your son is empathing it, and so but your son's empathing it from you, not the house. And so you shouldn't worry in front of the uh, the kid, and if you can help it. And and so and don't go to the real negative side of things, which would be very hard because you kind of do that all the time, right? Right. Okay, you got to stop it. You got to make yourself stop it. You have to look in the mirror and say, "Stop it." Okay. And so, but I can get rid of your dark energies really easy for me to do. And uh, you also get really angry sometimes, right? Yes, sir. Okay, because I'm cracking you out of a lot of anger. And so there we go. And I just, I just did. See, now look how light you got. See, your head's light. Those little lighter feeling. Yeah. Can you feel that? Are you there? Yeah. Yes. 
Can you feel your head get lighter? Yes. Oh, there we are. And so, uh, anyway, you'll notice you'll feel a little warmer, a little light, a little tingly, but I just got rid of all the dark energy with you and with your, your, your child as well. And so, don't worry. You're worrying yourself into a black hole. That's what you're doing. Um, yes, and so, I'm... stop the worry. There's nothing wrong with your house. It's your worry. That's what it is. Okay? And is it the same thing towards my son? Exactly. Yeah, he's empathing. He's becoming you. Yeah, you're teaching him how to worry about everything. Yeah. Okay, so just Stop calm it. down. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay? Okay. You're but no coming. negative energy following me, I right? Of, I got rid of the negative energy. You get rid of the worry. <sighs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. All right, Gary, I got an email coming in. He goes, this may seem like it has been, uh, this year seems like it has been the worst, Gary. I started off by me going into preterm labor. Then my husband lost his job and his benefits. We are all drained financially and medically. He has a job now with no benefits, but something is better than nothing. We are all sick with bronchitis and colds and no medical. My question is, is there ever light at the end of the tunnel? I feel like I should just give up. Please send some positive energy our way. Thanks. Daniela. Yeah, well, I, I see them actually doing really well. Um, sometimes, you you know, there is struggle times that people will go through, but I actually see them uh, having a lot of love in their family, and uh, they're very fortunate to have as much love. Sometimes you cannot have a lot of money, but if you have a lot of love, you can get through it. And so I do see a lot of love, and, and it feels good. It feels like that they're going to get through all of this. Uh, later, I see him really getting a great job, and later I see him even owning his own business. And so he's a, he's a great guy, very capable, and a super hard worker. Um, uh, it feels like that uh, they just have to stick to it, uh, you know, hang in there. And, uh, and I do see things going well. I just cleared a bunch of stuff off of them that just, you know, have to do with fears. And so, but, um, um, all in all, uh, think about the love sometimes and not about the money. And, and I see him getting through it. All right, another email I just got in from an anonymous. Could you ask Gary if I'm going to get the money from BP, please? Thank you. Yeah, I see two different sums of money. Yes, yeah, two different two different sums of money. And uh, a last email that I got coming in, it says, Good morning, Gary. I've been in the hospital six times this year to do the anxiety and low potassium. I've seen an endocrine doctor and a neurologist. I just had an MRI of my brain yesterday. Then I see an ophthalmologist and a kidney specialist in a few in the next few weeks. Can you see anything good coming out of this? I've been feeling anxious, scared, and just test after test with no results gets me overwhelmed. Please help and send some good vibes. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah, I, I, well, I sent lots of good vibes, but I think that they should do a test where they test the metals and see. It seems like that there's a, um, an unusual high vibration of different metals. A person can have different things going on with... Um, with uh, where they can actually be toxic with uh, lots of different types of, of metal energy, metallic energy in the body. But it's a little bit of an odd thing, and doctors miss it a lot of times. But it feels like that to me. And I do see the the whole their whole this person's whole endocrine system's off um, as well. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, I would check the thyroid over and over and over again. And so that's what I see. Liver levels, too much. Uh, maybe it's copper. I'm not exactly sure. But it feels like a, a metallic energy within the body causing this um, this problem. Well, there you that's go. What I see. 
That's going to wrap up all the time we got on this amazing Tuesday morning. Gary, I will see you Thursday in Los Angeles. Yeah, we'll be right there in Hollywood having fun. There we, there go. we go. The AMAs with Big Mama and Gary Spivier this weekend. Make sure you uh, uh, listen all weekend long for updates as well as uh, uh, Monday morning when we'll play back everything that we... Uh, all the stuff, all the great stories that you went through. Exactly. Monday yeah, morning the all show. the dirt. We'll, we'll probably hear some real crazy things that other people don't hear. A lot of times when you, you know uh, we're asking the right questions, of course, you're great at that, Big Mama, uh, with interviews, and so, so you can ask the right questions, and then I can help answer and they'll either say yes or no. It could be fun. All right, there we go. I'm looking forward to it, Gary. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining me on the show, and I will see you in Los Angeles on Thursday, all right? Hey, I'll see you there. There We'll have fun. All right, (laughs) bye-bye now. If you'd like to get on to Gary when he's not here, 1-800-827-GARY or on his website at GarySpivey.com. Gary Spivey? The world's most gifted psychic is the world's worst money manager. Why? Because. No, I, said, not, Gary, I said, Gary, what'd you buy? He's always out antiquing. I said, what'd you buy? What did you buy? I bought a buggy. I said, what the hell? I bought it in Monopoly or I somewhere. In Menominee? Menominee, Wisconsin? Menominee, that's okay. it. Yeah. You bought a buggy. What are you going to do with a buggy? I'm going to drive it. You're not going to drive a I'm buggy. I'm going to drive a buggy. You're like me when I bought the PlayStation 3. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play this all the time. It's going to be really cool. I'm going to play the PlayStation 3. It's going to be awesome. I never had time to play it. It basically got played one time. You're not going to drive it, but you're wasting it. I'm going to do an audit gonna, on you. No, I'm, I'm going to drive a buggy. Yeah, I think Where? it's fun. Where? In North Carolina. I got to take it down there. You would not drive it. You would be on your phone the entire time. You would hire somebody to drive it. That's and I'd true. be like, Gary, why don't you, ta- <laughs> why don't you take your Viper? Don't you have a Viper? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you take your Viper instead? It's faster. And safer. Maybe I could pull the buggy with it. Oh my <laughs> god! He has a viper pulling oh. a buggy. Oh, no, that was life. a midlife crisis. Now I'm in the buggy like this. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, Gary can't afford groceries, but he's got a buggy. No, Gary's loaded. I don't know. Uh, Gary's. Well, when you're the world's most gifted psychic, you tend to do pretty well. That's just the way it is. Uh, Gary. Um, okay, I'm trying to find this because she texted in a whole bunch of times. And of course, now I can't find it because your calls are all flooding in. Basically, uh, her sister died in a car accident on September 27th. Her sister was a hardcore atheist. And she's worried that her sister is gone to hell because she is an atheist. She wants to know, did her sister make it to heaven? Did she somehow change her mind at the last minute? Did she go to heaven or hell? Well, I see her in heaven. And and I don't see people that ever die from here and go to hell, weirdly. And, really? And no, I really don't. And, and so I just see them. And, and like with her, I see her going to heaven and looking a little surprised. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like, wow how this happened? There really well, is heaven. Yeah, I got that wrong. Yeah, no, um, I see her in heaven. I see her with a bunch of angels and, and it looks like aunts and uncles and people like that. Okay. Um, um, and the other thing, I don't know if... The, we've mentioned yet, but uh, you can tweet a question to Gary Spivey using the hashtag KDWB Psychic mm-hmm. or KDWB Gary, whatever you put in, but KDWB Psychic. So just put in that hashtag and uh, we'll ask them your questions in just a few minutes. Okay. We've got people on the phone. We've got text messages. Uh, you can text us at KDWB15392. Let me grab you a text message here. Gary, I feel like I'm not connecting with anybody at college. I'm a freshman this year. I moved to Minnesota from Chicago, and I'm really struggling to connect with people. Will it get better, or should I move to Maine or somewhere else? What do you think? Uh, I see you're connecting. Yeah, totally. What's the problem? Um, the, the problem is uh, sometimes you get really hung up when you before you go to college you get hung up a little bit and become your mother Uh and and so i think she was becoming her mother and she's breaking away from being her mother and uh which is her mother's nice but you don't want to be her and uh so she's going to find her own way and actually find a a soulmate pretty quick even i see all kinds of good things good 
Let's go to Cammy. Hi, Cammy. Question for Gary Spivey. What's going on? Hi. Hi. I have a question in regards to my 15-year-old daughter and her dad. I feel like he is grooming her to be his girlfriend. And it's just an unnatural father-daughter relationship. And I want to know if I'm true, if that's true, if it's not. What the heck's going on? That's the craziest thing ever. So you're divorced from her father. Yeah, for like 13 years. Okay. What do you mean grooming her to be his girlfriend? Um, okay, they, you know, like in a normal boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, you talk all day long, and if they don't call you back, you're like, oh, no, I'm so sad, and whatever. Well, yeah. that's what he does with him. I mean, he calls her on her his break, calls her at school, calls her at home a million times. I mean, he'll, excuse so me, he'll call at like 5.30 in the morning. So it's Just beyond, so a couple of things, it's beyond what a normal father-daughter relationship is, and okay. she's not, and she doesn't have any other boyfriend or love or romantic interests. No, I want her to date a 15-year-old. Yeah, so that is the weirdest question we've ever had. Gary, ever. what do you see? Well, I don't see anything that's inappropriate or sexual. And okay. so, but What is going on, though? It's so weird. I, I think it's not unusual for people to have a codependent relationship on a parent. Most of the time, it's a mother, not a father. But in this case, you know, it's, it's very codependent. Is it healthy? I don't know. But it's, is it horrible? No. Um, I think that it's kind of weird because she almost blows you off to talk to him. Oh, and, for sure. And so I, I feel like you're a little bit jealous and it hurts your feelings. And I could I could understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think I would go as far as, you know, where you are in your head. I don't see. Okay. I don't see that. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Hey, oh. good luck. Appreciate you calling in. Good luck, honey. We got some via Twitter, yeah. too. Steve? Yes. Uh, you people are using the hashtag KDWB psychic. Um, well, uh, I passed my driver's test tomorrow, Dalton asked. Ha <laughs> Willie? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, um, look over your shoulder when you change lanes. It screws everybody up. Look, these are the important questions, all right? Yes. Recently, I've been considering selling my used underwear online to make extra money. <laughs> this is the kind I like. Apparently, it is quite lucrative. My boyfriend thinks it's a bad idea because of all the creepers out there, but my thought is, it's not hurting anyone, so what's the harm? I would do this anonymously, of course. What do you think, Gary? Is this a good or bad idea? Uh, well, I, I don't particularly think it's a great idea, but I see this person's probably going to do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I see the boyfriend doing it as well. Yeah, do they sell so guys' underwear online? I'll sell Listen, women are, ju- women are just as nasty as let men. Because me, okay? I have probably four or five No one wants your holy, elastic, ripped out, skid-marked skid undies. How much can I sell my underwear for online? They even mail them back. They're like, <laughs> Dave, Dave. You get a lawsuit on your hands where you're the skitty you sent. Picks did not include skids. Okay. It's like my 401k plan, okay? Uh, all right. <laughs> good, good luck. All right. Um, I have a friend who is considering electric shock therapy for what she considers severe depression. She says she has been trying meds for several years and they aren't working and feels this is her best option to try and beat it. She has a steady job. And she does go to work every day. I know that I can't be in her shoes to see how she feels, but maybe Gary can. Do you see if this would really be the best option for her, or are there still other alternatives? Well, I think there's a tremendous alternative, and that would be meditating, uh, learning how to get spiritual gifts. You know, I teach people how to do that all the time in seminars. And, uh, and she can clear her own energy, and then she'll be able to get rid of her dark energies. What happens with electric shock therapy, it does sometimes help uh, because it electrocutes the demon out of your brain. Okay. And so the demons respond to that current. But I can actually see them sometimes after a person's had electric shock therapy. I'll look and I'll see a demon halfway hanging out 
out all fried. And so it's really a bizarre thing. And then they get a little weirder and they have tremendous anxiety. I see that a lot. So, okay. but, uh, you know, it's, so you're not a big believer in like anti-anxiety or anti-depression pills. Totally against it. Tell me why. Because so many people are on them. They work for a while. Then it doesn't work. Then they try then, Ambilify because that's supposed to make it even better and more powerful. And it doesn't seem to work for so many people. They stay depressed. Tell me why that well, is. Do well, we have the wrong answer? Totally the wrong answer. What it does, David, actually shuts down certain receptors in the brain that do things. And when I, I read a lot of people, and I'm friends with a lot of people, and one of the people I'm friends with is one of the top scientists on Earth. And uh, actually, I worked on a project with him in 2004. We won the Nobel Prize with the project. And so it had to do with the sense of is smell. Is that Jamie? Look that up. He's totally <laughs> making no, that up. No, yeah, it's I won a Nobel Prize. I no, won a Nobel Prize. No, no, no. no you true. mean Bobel? Come on. No, no, no. Really, really, really. Okay. And so I understand science things pretty good in my head. And I asked him, I said, what do antidepressants do? And he says it shuts down certain receptors in the brain. I said, well, what do those receptors do? He goes, I don't know. I go, what do you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? You're one of the top neuro guys on earth. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. I said, does that mean no one knows? He said, that's what, about what it means. Um, because I've heard that it's the whole lack of serotonin or whatever is a theory that's never been proven. But right. they say that's why we get depressed, a lack that's of serotonin. Not true. It's a theory, but it's never been proven. It's dark energy in your head because I can work with the most depressed people usually get rid of the dark energy in their head. They start to smile, start to laugh, and they feel great. And they usually will email me back or call and say, I can't believe this. Amazing. And so, but it Really I mean, it is a dark problem. energy. And it is a problem. I mean, depression is a real it's problem. Too, it really, and people go, cheer up, cheer up. It's like, ah. Meditate. It's meditate. not that way. Meditate a little bit. That's all they got to do. Meditate. Stephanie, thanks for waiting so long. Tell me what's going on with your aunt. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So 15 years ago, um, my aunt and uncle, my aunt Cindy, she gave birth to their first child. And four months later, she ended up killing herself. And um, at the funeral, my uncle, um, after the funeral, my uncle was like, take everything. I don't want any of her things. Get rid of it. And we thought that was kind of weird because they had a four-month-old son. Weird reaction, yeah. um, You know, he didn't want any of the things that reminded him of Cindy. And then a month later, he was remarried to her best friend. A month later? A month later. And so a lot of us think that he pushed her. How did she die? She shot herself, or so we think. But Mm. we're wondering if maybe he did it. Okay. But I don't know. Well, here's what I see. He did not do it, but he, I think, did it in in, in the way that, that she found out about the best friend. And then, of course, she was depressed. And, you know, people do things in a moment of real fear and depression. And, and anxiety and, and so sometimes mm-hmm. it just gets overwhelming and people will kill themselves and so but he didn't kill her if that's the question but his behavior kind of drove her to I a think place so. where she felt that was the only option that's what I see yeah okay yeah but, okay. but down but I did get her to the light right then that's the reason feel how hot your head is <laughs> so <laughs> yeah weird, right yeah I helped her. yeah you helped her <laughs> Gary and I are talking about God right now you guys are so deep you know well, really this is are. the thing. I said this is this is the problem. We're all God's Look, children. Poor Gary, he's just, he's just been sitting there quietly as you've been talking to oh, him. Yeah. We're all I'm God's children. Am I right? We're all God's children. Right. Then there's feed my starving children. So God is saying feed my starving children. God's deadbeat. 
Yeah. Because dat- God okay. is saying. Okay, do we really want to get into that, even though you're mm-hmm. kidding? Oh, my God. God is saying, feed my starving children. That'd be kind of like, you know, Kirk from St. Paul going, hey, everybody feed my kids. It's like, no, no, no. You had those kids, Kirk. Mm-hmm. You feed those kids. So God's like, hey, 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 feed my starving children. I don't want to be a part of this and, moment of this and show. And I'm like, wait, I hold on a second. If we're all God's children, shouldn't you be feeding them kids? I heard a good bit this morning, uh, Dave, earlier today about God is the la- is lazier than than me. God really has only worked six days in his life. Day one, he said, let there be light. He did okay. the other couple days. Then you on day seven, he rested. You are the most insulting he hasn't worked ever. By lightning. He hasn't worked Stop since. Talking, you know what he's done? Please. Judged a lot of people. Judgmental. Judgmental. He's oh. like Dave, but with way better no, hair. No, but in, in, ser- in all seriousness, yeah. we, we were talking about, you know, we're kidding, of course. But, I mean, religion is, is one of those things where... If you believe in it fervently enough, I really think it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, people you got to have faith, right? You got to have faith, right? And I think that people who are, you know, like really—I don't want to say hardcore because that sounds like a negative connotation—but people who are really into their religion, really into their faith, they it works for them. Yes, it works for them. And you know, I admire that because my faith is yeah, it wavers. You know what I mean? It wavers. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like most people, uh, but people who are like Mormons. I mean, Mormons. Damn. Talk about a successful, yeah. financially successful group of people. They do really well. I think we just get frustrated have, with when people try to use faith as their, uh, they're excuse. not even truly religious, but they try to use that as like their, I don't know if it's excuse. Their I'm better than you thing. Mm, so, or well, sometimes it's like that. Well, like they'll do awful, horrible things every day. I'm like, don't worry, Jesus will see me through. I'm like, quit doing bad, awful things every day and putting it on Jesus's plate. Man, do something good for yourself. Like, quit doing all, making terrible decisions. That's when you get frustrated, right? Gary, your thoughts. My thoughts. Well, you know, I have such a great relationship with God, Dave, that it's very different than than I think the religious take on things. And I think it's very different than what people think the religious take is. Yeah. I can actually see God, hear God. And and so I can ask him questions. Mm -hmm. And he's much cooler than you ever could imagine. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And he tells you what's up. I mean, he understands all of our affliction. No, he's really cool. And he works really hard to keep things kind of straightened out in this big mess down here. Yeah, but you could you could actually if you learn that side of it, it's really nice because then you get a lot of miracles that happen, and you can afford buggies. Cherry <laughs> 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 yeah, a buggy is the worst idea. I've got to get a horse. Want a buggy? Okay. Um, we have uh, here's a quick email too. In the past two years, I've been with my now husband. I've been with my now husband. Sorry, in the past two years, I have been with my now husband. My mother-in-law is crazy. She has been a nightmare ever since we bought a house. I heard as a loon, totally out of her mind. Uh-oh. Yes, this yep. is like this is what she said. He has a daughter, and his mom thinks she is hurt. She is constantly battling us. She cries and then sends us pictures of her crying. Oh I God! Want, Are you serious? Yes, I want the drama to stop. She has now gotten other family involved, and it has caused a huge burden in our life. They threaten to take us to court all the time. Will she ever change? What does she accuse them of hurting their daughter? Well, it says his mom thinks she is hurt about the daughter. So I don't know if they're, that's an accuse. I'm assuming that's what the accuse, okay. accusation Carrie, is. Carrie, what do you see? I mean, this is so it's so terrible that it's like, mom, they're adults. Leave them alone. Well, well, people can go into exaggerated drama. And I read the mom's drama level being on a scale of one to ten, uh, being uh, like a 200 or 300, way up there. And so that means that you've now gone insane with being a victim. Anything above a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 with drama, you go into victim status drama. And so she's a victim so bad that she's just going to create these little scenarios, even if she makes them up in her head, where she's the victim and they're the victimizer. And she'll do that with everybody she meets. That's so sad. I'm sorry I have to put up with that. Uh, Let's talk to Angela. Angela, you're on KWB for Gary Spivey. What's up? 
Um, a few years ago, my dad left the country to a third world country, and he went and had numerous affairs, came back. Um, they're older, so my mom took him back, and nothing has been the same since. Now he wants to go back with distant cousins, and my mom is determined to go with him. Is this a good idea, bad idea? Us kids are totally against it, but she's not listening, and I'm worried for her safety if she goes with him. I think she'll be safe, and so, but I think, and I think she'll also go. And you have three, do you know you have three siblings over there that he come up with while Uh he's playing around? Oh my God, no. Yeah, you have three siblings. You have one brother, no, excuse me, two brothers and one sister. There we are. Ask him about it. Short time he went over there. Yep. He was busy. Is that why he's sending a bunch of money over there? Oh, yeah. That sounds like it makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. Mm hmm. Wow. Um, Megan. Interesting question about your brother-in-law. What's going on? Okay, so to give you a little bit of a backstory, my brother-in-law and my sister have been married for a long time. They have some kids, and they live on the other side of the United States. We don't see them very often. So I went to visit them a couple of months ago, and there's always been this kind of long-standing joke that everybody thinks my brother-in-law is gay. Okay. And so I went to visit them, and I stayed at their house one night, and things seemed really off to me. Like, I saw some stuff that made me question some things. And when I first saw him, when I went to go hug him, I put my hand on his back, and I was pretty sure he was wearing a bra. Okay. Which doesn't so, make him gay, which might mean he's just, like, you know, likes to dress up in women's clothes. Right. Yeah, but I just feel like there's something going on. All right. Well, on. Gary's going to tell you. Gary yeah. can see all this he's stuff. Can you admitting. see all this stuff, Gary? <laughs> yeah, What's going on here? Well, I I think that he, um, yeah, I think he dresses up. You know, did you see a lot of extra big high heel shoes, like sort of larger sizes? I didn't see shoes, but there were, like, clothing items. But they were bigger, me. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so I see. Uh, yeah. That's he likes to. Uh, does, she, does wife know about that? Yeah. Wife's cool with it. Yeah. He just kind of does it behind closed doors and, and, and he that's what he does. And, and so uh, sometimes people have that that particular thing they do. And it's actually a multiple personality where the female part of them jumps in mm. and they have to dress up and look pretty. That don't mean they're gay. And so I don't see him really gay. I see him uh, liking to uh, dress up and. You know, wear his wife's clothes or buy him by his own. All right, let's go to Melanie. You know, you're raising your little two-year-old boy or a girl, Melanie. It's a little girl. Little girl, and you know everything's going normal, but there's one weird thing that she's obsessed yeah. with. What's going on? So the other day, my husband said she was he was watching our daughter, and um, he took, went to the bathroom, came back, and she had the chair against the cupboard, and she was holding a knife. Now like a kitchen, like a butcher knife, like a, a sharp like a butcher, knife. Like a steak knife. Okay. Just in her hand, was holding it, looking at him, and he was like, oh my God. Went over, took it away from her, you know, told her not to go out there. The other day, she was at my mom's house. She grabbed a knife, put it through an apple, and sliced her hand. Oh boy. Um, she's like always trying to get into the silver. We've had to put everything up from her. And she has a 15 year old half sister who has problems with cutting. Um, who's now in a, actually a group home, a detention center up in Bemidji for her actions. <laughs> Makes I'm sense. wondering if maybe like some of her cutting demons like attached to June. I mean, we have six, five other children besides June. So I don't know if like my whole family What did you say? Demons, it sounded like, and I know you didn't, it sounded like you said 65 other children. What did you say? We have five other children besides June. Okay, you have five kids. 
We have six kids all together. It's a blended family. Ooh, wow. Okay, gotcha. Gary, what's a two-year-old doing with these knives? What's up? Well, the the cutting demon is one of the most empathable demons. You've heard me say this a lot of times, you know, Dave, right. where, you know, these you'll have a daughter that's cutting, and usually mm-hmm. it kicks in at about 12 or 13 years old, somewhere in there. And if you look around, you'll find she has two or three friends that are cutting, too. And so it's oh, yeah. a very empathable demon. In other words, this is a contagious demon, uh, more so than the others. And so, yes, your little two-year-old does have cutting demons. I've seen this before in young kids, like two, three, four years old. There was one little kid who stabbed his cat, you know, and, and I remember these different things. And it, the parents would, would have me help them out. I, I just got rid of, you had uh, actually six, uh, seven eight cutting demons in your house and now I got rid of them. Feel how you got hot all the way to your feet. So you got really warm. You feel that? Thank you. Yeah. I cleaned it out for you. I think you're going to be okay, but be careful of uh, the child so that uh, the little one don't uh, don't hurt herself or hurt someone else, especially animals. Uh, But I have a question. And, yeah. and I'm not trying to be a jerk at all, but I'm but but people, girls who it's mostly girls who cut themselves most of the time. And they say they do it so they can feel but there's a part of me that's, and this is wrong, and I'll go ahead and say it. Do they do it to feel, or do they do it so people will notice that they, and get attention? It really is a possession, Dave. So it's not to get attention. No, it can be the most normal kid that is not dramatic whatsoever, and all of a sudden, they just slice themselves up. Why don't they burn themselves? You don't hear about a girl like taking and, a match to herself or uh, a lighter to herself. Well, if she wants to feel, there's something you're really... And don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting it. I don't no, understand no, no. it. I'm, I don't understand it. It, to me, it's the most bizarre behavior ever. Yeah. And I'm just trying to help people understand it. Why not burning with a match? Well, a lot of times, that's kind of weird you say that, but there's actually that same type of demon, which is a mutilation demon. Uh, many times, uh, guys, young guys, will burn themselves. Young girls will cut themselves. And so really? it's kind of like what I see all the time. It's so strange. I know that it's probably been going on forever, but I, I promise you the first time I ever heard of cutting was way before um, Demi Lovato got like had her breakdown and admitted it. Yep. But like a few years before that, when she was on like a red carpet for like a Disney thing when she was really young and there it was on her wrist and they mm-hmm. pointed it out. And that was the first time I had even heard of it. Like in my school, when I was a kid, that was not anything I had heard of or common. So maybe it was just maybe in bigger cities or something more common. But to me, I mean, don't I, Dave, I think your question's valid because, well, most children are, are doing things to get any form of attention. You you want to stand out. You we want attention. If you, got, if you got parents or that, that aren't paying enough attention or your friends aren't paying enough attention, my God, if my kid ever cut herself, you bet she, all of my attention would be on her. That's right. But it's not for attention. But it's not for attention. And some, well, so that's sometimes why it's so hard it can to be. Understand. It could be, yep. but most of the time it's just a possession. Um, speaking of kids, this is one. This is an email um, about a lady's daughter. She says, "My daughter is 18, and she met a 25-year-old uh, who was homeless. She doesn't sleep at home. She says they stay with friends and family. My husband thinks she is a drug addict or being controlled by this person. Gary, I don't know what to think. I love my daughter, and I want her home. Is this person controlling her? Is she a drug addict?" Uh, yes, 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 and yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, all yeses. Okay, uh, more phone calls. Let's get to Jamie. Jamie, you're on with Gary Spivey on KDWB. What's up? Hi, I'm actually calling on behalf of my best friend. We were at her house this weekend, and um, $800 cash came up missing. And we're just wondering if it was one of our friends or her boyfriend or her ex who was also in the house. Okay, so $800, where was it sitting? Um, she can't remember because she usually puts it in her desk and she swore that's where she put it. Why did she have $800 laying in her desk? 
Uh, somebody had paid her back. Okay, I see. Okay. So you had a gathering of friends over there, and after the gathering, the money's gone. Right. And you wonder who took it. Right. I don't think anyone took it. I think she still got it. I think she hid it from herself. Did she have a cocktail or two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she just got a little tipsy and forgot where she put it. Where'd she put it, Gary? I think it's in a Kleenex box. It's a right Kleenex at, box? Kleenex. Yeah, it's next to tissue. Yeah, maybe it's toilet paper, but I think it's it's what? tissue. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Have her take a look. That's yeah. the most bizarre thing. Yeah. Okay, Maggie. Yes. You're puzzled by your grandmother's last words. Yeah, uh, actually, last night she passed. Uh, she was diagnosed two days ago with. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. Um, and on when she was trying to talk to me, my uncles and my mom, and she kept saying "watch," and we don't know what she was trying to say because she, she really couldn't talk at all. So we don't know if it's like "watch me," "watch, watch my grandpa," watch. just "watch." What do you think, Gary? What was tra- what was Grandma trying to say? Um, grandma was seeing heaven, <clears throat> and so she was seeing. Um, I don't know if you caught her looking up to the ceiling in the room? Uh, yeah, she was uh, in her bedroom a couple of days prior over the weekend. She kept saying, I see people. Yeah. Or like, do you, do you? Yeah, well, that's yeah. heaven just coming to, over here to get her. And uh, she didn't like some of the people. <laughs> well, she didn't understand them and it freaked her out. And and so, but she um, she was seeing heaven and she was like, watch, watch. And, and uh, I think they were saying, come this way, come this way. And, and that's what she was responding to the people. And she was trying to get you to watch her and watch those people. But she was actually just seeing heaven, her mom or dad, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. Jen, uh, another mysterious theft. What happened, Jenna? Yeah, I have a story for you. So five years ago, um, I was in a relationship with a girl, and my cousin from Florida, who I hadn't seen in many years, came up here to see family, and she stayed with us. And while she was here, it was my birthday, and my girlfriend at the time showed her all my presents before she gave them to me. And one of them was supposedly a diamond necklace that she had put in a bag. And the next day when she was going to give them to me, she told me that the diamond necklace was mysteriously gone and that she knew it was my cousin. And I talked to my family about it, and no one accused her of it, but they asked her about it. And, of course, she got really defensive. You know, at the time, she was, like, 17, and she did get in some trouble. So we knew she was kind of had some issues going on. But um, we haven't even spoken since this happened ever. So what do you think, Gary? Who took the necklace? What happened? She, she took it. She did take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's really no question. I mean, she kind of knew that anyway, right? Yeah. I just yeah, heard. Yeah, I just, you know, over all these yeah. years, I never wanted to point my finger at her, but it's. See, so your hands bad. are real warm. My See, hands are sweaty. My, yeah. Why are my hands sweaty? Well, you're just picking up on her, Dave. That's you what happens. Bad circulation, Dave. Gary, do I have bad circulation? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Not yeah, yet. But, but you have a great heart. Um, quick, quick one. Okay. My 21 year old daughter has cerebral palsy and recently started a series of videos on YouTube called A Girl's Life with Cerebral Palsy. Last night, a casting director contacted her via email about an upcoming show, and they are looking for a character with CP. Is this the real deal or just some creepy 300-pound man sitting behind a computer? Uh, It's actually the real deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good Good to know. Wow. Yeah. I want to go watch her YouTube videos now. Okay. Megan's got a question about a disappearing will. What happened, Megan? Yes, my dad's boyfriend, or my boyfriend's dad passed away two and a half years ago. The day after it happened, we went to the lawyer's office to discuss the will. When we got there, the secretary said he was busy on the phone to come back in an hour. When we left, came back, and the lawyer said, oh, no, I have no will. Come to find out he was on the phone with my boyfriend's sister, who has been out of 
estate for 22 years, and we're wondering what happened to the will. Because anybody who knows my boyfriend's dad knows that there was a will made. There was a will, and it's very suspicious. How in the world did you find out that the lawyer was on the phone with the boyfriend's sister? Mm-hmm. Um, through other family members who do a lot of talking amongst themselves. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. Gary, what happened to the will? What kind of shady stuff is going on? Uh, there's two, uh, there's a couple of copies of this will, and so I, I see that this, it feels like it'll surface. Did you check it, like the register of the deeds kind of thing at the courthouse and all that sort of thing? See, we didn't find a will, so we ended up having to sell the property and his house. So everything is gone from there, so I'm not okay. sure if they did check on the deed or not. Well, there was There was indeed one. But um, uh, it feels like they were trying to do something a little crazy and shady, and it, but it feels like it didn't work. And so, so I think it just all got sorted out. So, yeah. Wow. Good luck. Fallon, you got an email. Steve, do you have any tweets? Yep, I'll do a tweet right now. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Um, when my, my dad cracked his head open, then my aunt tried to kill herself. And my question is, will my life be any better now? I don't think that affects anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, someone, uh, Laura says, will I ever meet Harry Styles? This is an important question. <laughs> that needs an answer. Yes. It is. Stop the presses. This is a big deal. I think so. She'll uh, meet Harry Styles. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, these are all so. tweeted with the hashtag KDWB Psychic. My hubby has an interview next Thursday. Will he get the job? We're also trying to get a house. Will we have it in the next six months? Uh, I think he'll get two jobs. He'll get that job and a promotion at that job. So that job feels great, and the house will just happen easy. Yeah. And Blaya Death asks, "I am in school to be a nurse to get a nursing degree. Gary, do you see this working out for me? Uh, that will work out, and you'll actually go into a specialized thing, maybe a physical therapist or something like this. A little more nurses more. still in demand, Gary? Because like, didn't they say like for years that nurses like there's not enough nurses, there's a nurse shortage? Well, I think that a lot of times, yes, Dave. They they do all kinds of stuff. I, I, I read a lot of people who are nurses. They seem to be working and happy and busy. Okay, good. I think so. Gary, my grandma gave me a necklace years ago. I wore it every day. And I found out my sister was dealing drugs and stole some other stuff of mine. But she swears she didn't take the necklace. What happened to it? It means everything to me. And it broke my heart. It was gone. Will I get it back? Did she steal it? Please help. I got a vision of that pawn show in El- in like uh, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah? yeah. Pawn stars? Pawn stars. I got a vision of that guy's face. So I think a pawn shot. So she pawned it. Yeah. That's terrible. Ease. Gary, I don't think I made the cut on pawn stars. They haven't aired my episode. I filmed it 11 months ago. Did I not make the cut? Will I ever be on pawn stars? Mm-mm. <laughs> I think you have to do it. Just send it again. No, I went no, and I filmed, filmed it. it. I went and I filmed the episode. They filmed it. I, it was legit. I mean, I was there in the pawn shop with Corey and Chumley. Yeah. And I don't think that I talked enough. They were kind of doing the little stand-up routine together and being goofy. And I kind of stood back and let them be goofy. And I think that I was looked boring and disinterested. Oh. And I think they no, kind of cut me Dave, out. Did you ever do like, the gun pointer? It's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, yeah. like those? I should have done that little no. pistol. Uh, that would have been so funny. Did you wear a cowboy hat that day? Because that would have helped a lot. Will you shut up? I think it up. comes back up. Because I see it being resubmitted or going back up. Really? Many yeah. times they just leave it archived, and then they'll they'll pull you know different things when they need the recipe. Dave, do you think you know. that he'll? You know the answer. Yeah, I know the just answer. tell us if you sold it or not. Yeah, we already no. I've they lost. T- they told you how long to wait. They, I don't think they said how long to wait. You, you told said, us no. when you came back that they, you they would remember. know within like what. 
by six June. to nine months They max? said two, two to four months or something like that. Oh. Uh, two to four months and it's been 11. What do you think, Dave? Well, I don't think I'm going to make it. That's why I'm asking the world's most gifted psychic over here. You, know, you don't said, need a psychic for this question, Dave. They don't want you. You're like the woman who is easily being cheated on and everyone yeah. knows it but you. Yeah. You're Face like Candy Canderson. God, I can't win. Get a hold of Gary for a reading. 1-800-827-GARY. Uh, spend an hour with Gary. Bring along your friend, your mom, yeah. your partner. Um, uh, get all those questions answered. Learn how to meditate. Get rid of your demons. Help out people that don't even show up. For example, let's say your boyfriend or your mother is a mess. Let's say your mother does things like she gets upset and sends you pictures of her crying and you want her to stop. Oh, God. Gary can help with that pain in the ass mother, even if mom doesn't show up for the reading. That's true. All right. Call Gary and set up your appointment. Um, It'll be well worth your time and your effort. 800-827-GARY. Gary, thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. And today's special is only $1.99. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics, and you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number's 1-800-217-5336, and I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.